Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hey, Amy. Hey, Leslie. What's going on, girl? Uh, you know, he has risen. It's Easter Sunday. Oh, are we going there? <laughs> yeah, we're going there because I saw that you posted something about Easter bunnies. And I just want you to know that there were no <laughs> Easter bunnies in Christ. I'm currently watching um, The Last Kingdom. Have you ever seen that on Netflix? No. And it's the whole like historical, the Saxons and the Danes and the Christians and the heathens. Oh, so Lord. I always feel like I'm, you know, I have to just describe myself as heathen when anyone else. Oh, so am I. I'm so going to hell. That's where the fun is. Like, yeah. that's where I imagine all the rock stars are going to be at, you know, coke off of Satan's ass. Like, this is where you want to be. Maybe Lindsay after tonight's <laughs> after, tonight. after well after the show's behavior. Oh my god, this is crazy! It's crazy. Um, guys, Leslie and I were just talking about. We think there's 85 more episodes left of this. We're not sure. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on, but it it kind of lines up with last season. So we think that there's going to be next week is episode 15 which takes you know they go back to their hometowns or whatever and the traumas i wonder if we'll see bo bridges again in <laughs> Lindsay's back 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 to back to the future back to the past whatever she's doing and then um it looks like the episode after that is literally just filler like they're sitting around <laughs> thinking about decision day then the episode after that is decision day and then you have two reunion episodes it's a <laughs> lot it's a lot. I'm exhausted for them. Um, I don't think, and I'm just going to be honest, any of these couples survive. If any of them say yes, by reunion, they'll be broken up. I have something to tell you. It's a little bit of a spoiler. So okay. it's, it's not confirmed, but it's a little bit of a so Reddit. Skip ahead, guys. 30 seconds. Skip Here you ahead. Go. No, like two minutes because I need to minutes. talk about it. Okay. On Reddit, somebody said that Jasmina says no on decision day and breaks Michael's heart. Ugh. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but I don't like that. Hasn't this man suffered enough? Amy, when your pussy does not get wet. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't she even needs say that a word. I, I she doesn't a have Mary, a wop. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Mary Payne here and say the P word. 
the P word. <laughs> she needs a WAP and she does not have a WAP. What That's as true. Pussy. That's true. That's she does she not needs. have a WAP. You're correct. You are correct. She does not. But she, you know, next week we see a preview where he's kind of like, it's really hard to hear her say that. <laughs> like, cause she just says it all the time. He says it like, the time. I feel nothing. I feel nothing when I touch him. But at but least she's saying it and not leading him on like Mirva. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive her. Never forget. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like she does feel something for him. Like we see this emotionally. I think he's friend zone and she cannot get him out of there. She cannot. <laughs> Help me. I'm in the friend zone. <laughs> Listen, I've been friend zoned many a times. Mm-hmm. I and- think I just remain in the friend zone permanently. And, you know, you cannot get out of there. Like, being a girl who gets friend zoned by a dude, like, yeah, he'll ban you, but you're not going to be his girlfriend. So that's different. Right. When right. a girlfriend zones you, she's not banging you. No, it's done. It's done. It's done. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> All right. So we're doing today season 14, episode 14. It's just a blip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer. This was real hard to summarize. Yeah, it was um, a mess. I got up very early yesterday, literally had nothing to do. So I said to Leslie, like, oops, I watched it and summarized most of it. <laughs> so, um, Leslie is going to bring us her couples in their mm-hmm. single dates. And she has some other stuff to add. But um, for the most part, you're just going to be hearing my disgusting voice just droning on and on. So <laughs> if you want to tune out now, I don't blame you. <laughs> Sexy, professorial voice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's 13 days until decision day, and the couples are going to Vermont on a couples retreat. And we get some footage of the couples driving up there. Lindsay, can we talk about Lindsay? Yes. Trying to, first of all, she's the energy of an 11 year old. I want to punch her in the face. (laughs) She's trying to wet willy him while she's, what is she doing? She has this thing where she needs to touch. She has a touching yes. thing. Yes. She constantly needs to be touching and poking at him. And he's not that kind of person. He's not receptive to it. And she doesn't understand his boundaries. Yes. And it's so funny because she's always like, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I have a note on that later. Mm-hmm. She does not respect his boundaries no, she at, does all. Not. at all. At all. She cheats him like a child. She mothers him. Yes. Yes. Um, any uh, notes on the couples driving up there? Well, with Jasmina and Michael, that was fun. (laughs) Tell everyone what they were saying. Okay, so when they're driving to Vermont, they're having small talk in the drive because they're forced to, because producers are like, you guys, we have to record something, protect each other. And Jasmina's like, I love to sit by the fire pit and tell scary stories. And Michael is telling producers that they're on the right path, but he's not sure if there's enough for him to say yes on decision day. So it's all foreshadowing and it's all very cryptic. Like, I don't know where I stand. So during the drive, we get the trusty rating scale from one to 10, where they are on the road to making a deeper connection. So this is what they're trying to rate. Like how far along are this in this deep connection? Jasmina claims it could happen at any time. So she could mm-hmm. change, have a change of part at any moment. So mm-hmm. one being that they're enemies and they don't rock with each other. Five being in the middle could go either way. And mm-hmm. 10 being Will and Jada. Let that sink in. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Will and Jada comparison falls flat now. It does. It's almost like Will Smith tainted his entire image about four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, in light of everything that's happened, you don't want to be Will and Jada. That's no, like the no. last couple you mm-hmm. want to be. No. But Jasmina says she's in the middle, so a five. So Michael asks if the chemistry needs to be at a 10 for her to say yes. And she says it doesn't have to be at a 10, but it would have to be more than being halfway mark. Yeah. So she's that's not there. She's much. not there. He's yeah. not there. So I just wanted to point out that whole Will and Jada thing because yeah. no one wants to be at that scale. That didn't age well. No, it did not. Right. <laughs> so Mark and Lindsay arrived there first and they grabbed the best bedroom and they're like ridiculous, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So now later we have some group scenes. So we have the guys in the kitchen and they're cooking. And O tells us the men are cooking dinner for the ladies and he's going to supervise. So then they start asking Mark how they're doing. And Mark says, this is how low the bar is. We've had three days of of peace, three days of no fighting, three days, guys. He says he would love to be in uh, in love at the end of this, but it's so hot and cold that he's really confused. And he says, there's some positives about Lindsay. For example, she's there for me, there for my cats. How much does she have to be there for your cats? Cats don't need just anyone. <laughs> that is the very essence of a cat. Yeah. They don't want you there. They don't want your help. They're like, just feed me and leave me in litter box and yeah. buy human. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, um, you know, she's there for my mom and she's a pretty good partner. But if we, you know, if we could stay healthy, it would be great. You can't stay healthy. Spoiler alert. Now they turn their attention to Michael and O tells him that they look to be in a good place. And O even says he prayed on it for them, which I thought was kind of cute. I mean, there's not, we all know I go back and forth with O and his Mm -hmm. shenanigans, but I do think that was nice. Uh, Mike said, like, as somebody who's not religious, I'm always grateful when somebody prays for me. Thank you. I'll take those prayers. I mean, it depends how they say it. If they're kind of like, I'll pray for you. Then I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, right. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if they're like, I have you in my prayers and my thoughts mm-hmm. I go, thanks. Thank I you. don't know if that's going to help, but okay. I'll take them. I'll take them. But, but when I'm desperate and like a relative's like dying, I'm like, yes, please, the prayer. Yes. So. Yeah. Send them. Mike says they're in a great place, but it's too bad that it didn't happen sooner. And if it goes this way for the next two weeks, he thinks they'll be okay. Now, Steve, all right, all right, all right. He butts in and he's like. You know, now I'm like really crushing on him hard. Oh, I am real bad. Yeah. Because he is so emotionally mature. Mm -hmm. And just speaks his mind and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's the kind of men I need to destroy. Because that's what (laughs) I do. If you have your shit together, I'm going to destroy you. I would love and nurture him. Okay. (laughs) so steve butts in and he's like dips are okay too right man like they mean progress i don't know how much weed this guy smokes but it's a lot (laughs) so steve brings up the social media stuff and he's like guys we have this issue between us let me get your opinion here and he tells them what she's done like she's posting stuff on social media and and mike's like well what do you mean is she writing what happens and oh goes oh you mean subliminal nope nope he means okay. passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I love how O gets all the words wrong. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like Jose in that. Mm-hmm. He gets the things all wrong. God, don't even get me started. <laughs> so he tells them what, what it said. And they all agree it was totally about him. 
-hmm. And reminder guys, it said, when you start to think you can do better, you deserve better than you do. Mm -hmm. You don't write that about like your third cousin or a coworker. No. Or even a boss. Mm -hmm. So he tells them what it said. They all agree it was about him. They don't think it's cool. And then if you'll notice, Steve's doing all the cooking. Yeah. Like they're just like sitting back. The couple well, he has no job. So what else is he going to do? Exactly. <laughs> so Lindsay is, oh, so now we go to the girls. So while the guys are in the kitchen cooking, the girls are in the hot tub. And I don't know what is going on with me lately. I don't know if it's because I watch all of these shows with headphones in. Mm-hmm. But like I pick up a lot of the weird sounds and the water splashing was driving me crazy. Mm. I was like, Lindsay, stop moving. Stop moving in the water. Oh, so no. they're in the water and they're asking Lindsay how it's been going. She goes, Mark has been hit with life so hard, so hard, like eviction, job stuff. So I can't even focus on the experiment because I have to get in there, mother him. And Jasmine tells the camera, Lindsay's a really dramatic person. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to get through this or not. And so then they get to Jasmina and she says she's nervous because she doesn't have any feelings for Michael, but she's still hopeful at the end of the day. And Katina says, well, maybe you could bang it out this weekend. It's pretty much what she tells them. Yeah. The couples have dinner. Not much happens here. They do a check-in with all of them. Lindsay says they aren't paying attention to the blips anymore. And that's where the title comes from. Mm -hmm. O says, I was surprised by this. I don't know if you were. O says Katina deserves all the credit for their marriage doing better. I really think like Dr. Pepper wrote him an email. I'm like, listen, fucker. Yeah. I know you hate me, but here's what I have to say to you. You look really bad on TV. <laughs> Adjust your tone. Yes. O and Katina tell the camera, this is the first. They're like in a, it, it doesn't look like a hostage video. She looks like she's yeah. there willingly for once. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, this is the first relationship where he's not the leader. Yeah. Yep. And then Steve tries to bring up the social media. It's super awkward. No, he doesn't want to talk about it at the table. So that's that's all for them. I think it's fair that they wouldn't talk about that on the table because it's like, why do you want to air that out? Like, you know that she's not receptive to it when you do it in private. Why bring it to the table? Well, he he brings up some hypocrisy later around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so each of the couples then goes out and does like a day activity by themselves. So we'll cover them now. So I'm going to do Steve and Noy because they're really quick. Steve tries to bring up the social media again that night after the dinner and Noy still doesn't want to talk about it. Finally, he's like, let's just go to bed. I don't want to be mad. Let's cuddle. They cuddle. Okay. Steve and Noy choose for their date. Everything I hate an amusement park with scary rides uh it has an action park vibe they're like in these harnesses jumping up and down they're riding those little scooters down concrete tunnels of death i don't know what's happening (laughs) they have some small talk around social media and steve just can't let it go steve cannot let it go he just can't being a woman oh god i'm just kidding Mm -hmm. i know right Steve tells the camera, Noi wants to sweep it under the rug, but he's not letting her do that. See, he knows she's an avoider. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not, a, you're not getting past this. So then Noi says they need to resolve this privately before we could bring it up to the group. And Steve says, oh, so you can post this for the world to see about me, but I can't bring this up in front of our friends. Well, that's fair. And yeah. I was like, hmm. 
okay all right um because you know noise all about her freedom mm-hmm. but can't talk about it. so that that's really all that happens for them until later when we get into the the game but for now we're gonna go to oh and katina and the gazebos <laughs> the gazebos so i'm gonna apologize because my joey is going insane he wants to be famous today hold on let me jo- joey is a hit on instagram if joey. you if you haven't, um, do you remember that song by Concrete Blonde? It was so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't followed us yet, we're at Six Degrees of Reality TV. Leslie honors us by putting some <laughs> pictures of Joey on there once in a while. Oh, I took the cutest picture of him with like a little happy Easter filter. I'll post that okay. later. <laughs> Get that on there. Get- yeah. The 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 eight viewers or eight listeners we have demand it. They demand it. They're like, we love Joey. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll try living with him. <laughs> the best. <laughs> okay, so Owen Katina. So the last time animals were involved in one of their dates, it was horseback riding. And we do get to see the flashback of that. We all know how bad that turned out. It was kind of pushing her to stay on the horse. And she was scared. But, you know, this time they're walking around with alpacas. So Olajuwon loves animals as do I? So props to Katina mm-hmm. for being mm-hmm. willing participant because she seems scared and a little skittish around animals. So I, I give her that much. I, I kind of felt her here. Like that's how I get when I'm around like a horse or an mm-hmm. alpaca. Like I just get a little scared and intimidated by their size. Or a gazebo. Yeah. Or a gazebo. Totally. <laughs> Gazebos frighten me for other reasons. <laughs> so Katina and Olajuwon um, stumbled upon a miracle because they go to this farm and 15 minutes prior to their arrival, a baby alpaca was born. Adorable. And that's only about 2% of all alpacas are born in captivity. And there are only 50,000 in America. And then I wrote this down because I was like, oh my God, this seems like a big deal because this farmer is like jizzing in his pants talking about this. <laughs> so they get to see the little baby alpaca clumsily take its steps. It was like the cutest thing have in the world. Have you ever world. seen an alpaca? Not in person, no. Because I have, my neighbors across the street have a bunch of them. <gasps> so on my so road, cool. I have alpa- alpacas on one end and horses on the other. Oh my God. Is that like a, like a nightmare for you? It's a little scary. (laughs) And then we get this beautiful shot. (laughs) I know where you're going. Of the placenta (laughs) afterbirth coming out of the mother alpaca. We get this nice, long, juicy shot. And the farmer goes, oh, look at that. My goodness. The dogs are going to rip that up. Guys, it looked like a it looked like a upside down jellyfish in some way. It was just mm. and then the way it clumped out, I was like, oh, it looked like yeah. a blood clot. Oh, Didn't need that. No. So of course the former jokes that now Katina will never want to have children after witnessing <laughs> this. And always laughing. He's laughing so hard. I took a screenshot off this. It's like this is me illustrating how laughter works. Ha ha ha. Like his head was pushed back. I was like, he's going to fall over. Well, and he's like, I was okay with it until he said the dog was going to rip it apart. Exactly. Like, that's really fucking gross. And then Oto's producers, so it's the first time I've ever seen a placenta. And I laughed because one, he's wearing a shirt that says, I'm talking with you, not at you. But the way it displays, it reads as two incomplete sentences. I'm talking with you, not at you. 
<laughs> what it reads. <laughs> and two, because I would hope that unless you're a farmer or breeder or medical professional, you wouldn't see a placenta on a regular basis. One would Dude, hope. I gave birth and have never seen a placenta. So <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's cool, but again, gross that the dogs are gonna eat it. But mm. you know, it's nature. Yeah. That's nature. That's what happens. And then we get a montage of Katina walking Hershey. That's the brown alpaca. And Katina is super nervous about it. She's clearly scared of the animal and doesn't want to do it, but always pushing her out of her comfort zone, but always happy to get to walk gazebos or llamas or one of those animals because he tells producers he has no idea what they're called. No, he doesn't even say llamas correctly. He says llamas. Llamas. (laughs) the idea katina's really growing on me as i'm sure she is for many people her with the alpaca was so adorable yeah like i need a photograph of that and then like the slow running footage of katina of the alpaca and always telling producers seeing his wife fully immersed with the animals is sexy and attractive to him Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Thought he was chiseling his pants like the He's farmer. Another one. <laughs> you know, then they say goodbye to Hershey and said to have a picnic. The farm. This <laughs> farm is full of jizz, placenta. <laughs> this farm has everything. It has oh, we're jizz, so we're so gross. Placenta. It has alpacas and gazebos. This is I'm being <laughs> Stefan right now for myself, if you can't tell. <laughs> and just buckets of jizz later. <laughs> Well, that's how we get babies. Right. That's what I hear. I don't right. know. I don't have one, so I would right. never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll ask Katina as they're having their little picnic, like what else she hopes to experience with him this weekend. And Katina says, having deeper conversations instantly, his tone flips. It's more mm-hmm. serious. And he's a bit defensive in his Alicia Silverstone moment when he asks as if. You know, he was like, I guess. <laughs> so Katina says she wants to talk about their future. So then we get explained how Katina says <laughs> she wants to have kids in two years, but still has two years of school to go. So he wants to know how that is going to happen. She is just getting out of school. Mm-hmm. He argues that having children is putting a hold on your career. And Katina argues that she came from a single parent household and she believes you can have family and still have a career, which I agree. I agree. And hopefully you have a job that actually gives you like paid family leave. That would be ideal. Well, if you live in the United States, you don't. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. This always, whenever O asks a question, which is a terrible put down, but in the form Mm -hmm. of a question, it reminds me of, do you remember that scene in the office when Toby's leaving and Michael has to do the exit interview, but Holly's yeah. there. So he's Why like, you the way you- who do you think, think you are? You are. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that show so much. So great. Anyway, go ahead. So then he says, you've been living your life for five years and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of people. Take that irresponsible YOLO route. You know, you do what you do. You live where you live. And he's not coming at her. Although every word drips the condescension. He's so condescending. He's He's so condescending. Mm -hmm. Or pretends to be doing otherwise. Mm -hmm. But he's been wondering how she can have kids without establishing her own career first. And at this point, she's playing catch up because he's been done that. 
he'd spent his first years, you know, working at his career, mm-hmm. paying off debt, getting a house and all of that. First and of all, he, what kind of job does he have that he was able to pay off his student loans in two years? <laughs> because um, isn't he like a personal trainer? I don't know. But, celebrities? Because I mean, I've been out of school for like a hundred years and I still have student loans. Dude, I, I just got an email saying that they you know, extended this student loan thing. I'm like, we're all like, oh, thank God we can pay rent this month. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I got until August, Jesus Christ. But anyways, and he's like, as he knows, (laughs) he's like, you want babies? You're like, what, 32, 33? And time is clicking. It's ticking away, Katina. So no traveling and having a life. Nose to the grind, basically, he's saying. Yeah. And then O tells producers he wants babies within two to three years, but he needs his wife to have a career. So the timeline needs to shift because he needs a woman to pull her own way financially and he can't take care of her and a kid at the same time. He's a man. He can only do one task at once. God, here's what I did. I went back to school. Like, so let's just pretend I never had my former career, which is not related to my current career in education. Mm -hmm. So when I had the girls, I, I went to school, then I had the girls, I stayed home with them for maybe two or three years, mm-hmm. but all the while, like maybe kind of reaching out and adjuncting here, working part-time here, doing this, doing that. And then like, I was able to jump into my career. Like there's no reason Katina can't finish school, mm-hmm. have, have children a year, two, maybe three, and then launch a huge career. There's no reason she can't do that. Yeah, but see, always just freaking out because decision day is blooming, as we all know, and he's still unsure about Katina. That's basically what it is. She hasn't cleared all the levels that he has set up for her, the booby traps and the course obstacles. She didn't defeat the final boss yet. Exactly. (laughs) She hasn't reached real wife level. You know, she's not there yet. So Mm -hmm. he asked her to be realistic and see if her timeline really matches his and if that's what she really wants. So my takeaway from all of this is if you want these babies in two years you need to wait four so that you are two years deep in your career pop out my kid take Mm -hmm. a quick maternity leave then back to the grind this baby ain't paying for itself that's what i got (laughs) wow okay am i reading too much into it you're the old translator (laughs) he pretty much told her we're not on the same page so get on my timeline or get out no i agree i agree that's kind of what he was saying definitely what he was saying 100 percent. yeah Okay, anything else for them for this date? That was it, right? No, that was it. All right, so Lindsay and Mark, guys. Oh, it's a dumpster fire that never, that continues to smolder. Yeah. So Lindsay wakes up before Mark and she starts acting like a 10-year-old trying to wake him up. She's like licking his face, kissing him, touching him, jerking him around, not jerking him off, jerking him around. Maybe they'd get along better if she did. He asked for more space and more sleep and he- like politely asks her to -hmm. leave him alone. And here's where I wrote, isn't she the one crazy about boundaries? Like he's clearly saying to her, leave me alone. I want to sleep a little bit longer. She tells the camera, Mark is the last one to wake up. The first one in bed, the first one to take a nap. There has to be a medium. Now they're sitting outside. She has such a weird vocal fry. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what is happening there. It's like a Bostonian vocal fry drunk girl accent. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. Yeah, like that. I don't know. So now they're sitting outside having coffee and he tells her they're having a sound bath today. 
And he's like, you know, I'd like to relax and calm the day because you get so hyper. She flips out. (laughs) Now, only moments ago when they were in bed, he had made a similar comment because she goes, I need someone with a little more life in them. And she, and he goes, you have enough life in you for seven people. And they're laughing and she's laughing. That is the same kind of joke. All of a sudden she flips out and she's storming around. The production person's like, are you okay, Lindsay? She's like, no, I'm pissed off. He makes these digs at me constantly. He tries to make small talk. And of course, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's completely resigned himself. We see a new mock the shock. He's just like, okay, whatever. Like he's done. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done. So she tells the camera, you keep digging at me and I brush them off, but they still affect me. And I feel like a punching bag. What? What? She, uh, Mark tells the camera, it's okay for her to get crazy. And when I ask her to stop, she doesn't listen. But if I make a joke, forget it. Then we see Lindsay spiraling. Now here's the spiral. I learned very quickly in life that I'm just going to do it my regular voice. I learned very quickly in life that if I based how I felt on the way others spoke to me, that I wouldn't feel very good. And I've stopped allowing people like that in my life, like my mother. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. And this might be one of those situations. I'm going to help his cat on Wednesday and then send him on his merry way. She's exhausting. And I just wrote here, if I were her therapist, the one thing I would work on her, and you tell me if you agree, is this spiraling. Like, I would try to get her to really anchor to the moment that it's happening and not go down the road 10 steps. Yeah, you have to like kind of tell her to pause. You go, okay, stop right there. Listen to what you just said. Let's rewind. Where's this coming from? Right. My therapist does this with me when I'm spiraling yep, and I'm too. like, oh, and sometimes yes. it could be the smallest little trigger, but then mm-hmm. you just spiral out of control because I there's guarantee- something deeper going on. I guarantee she has been told in her childhood or in her life that she's so annoying because she's so hyper. Yeah. And or when- that she's too much. And yes. so that's a trigger. And yep. like, oh, I'm too and much. When, when she heard Mark say that, like it just set something off. It was weird. And she just Mm -hmm. really went down a road with it. Okay. So then later Mark starts a fire pit and she comes out and he's making small talk. And she's like, I'm not happy. She tells him, I find you to be more negative than positive. And she's like, all I need you to do is say you're sorry again for what she says. Are you ready? You are belittling me to make me feel less than so you could feel better about yourself. When, how? And then she says, I had a good morning and I felt centered and that intimidated you. And you try to put me down when I'm in my power. Oh my God. I was like, what self-help book is she reading? I need to get into that game so that I can make a lot of money because clearly people are buying this shit. She follows Darcy and Stacey on Instagram. Totally. hundred percent. Clearly. But I just don't understand like how she got there. From I'm giving us a sound bath today because you're hyper, ha ha ha, to like now you try to undermine me to prop yourself up. Wow, I was in okay. my power, and okay. you decided to bring me down. It's really crazy. Down so with la- the patriarchy. <laughs> down with it. <laughs> later, Mark arranges a sound bath for him. 
can we talk about this guy who shows up with the chakras? I was like, who is this jokester? Okay, um, I would have went home with him. 20-year-old Amy would have been all into this. <laughs> I feel like this is someone you see on the subway. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm weary of people he's like this. dirty. He's kind of mangy. He's like real skinny. Talking about all this like woo-woo shit. I would have been all into this. Oh, no, 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 no. I have some self-respect. I mean, I need a guy <laughs> to at least pretend to look employed. <laughs> so... They get into it and Lindsay gets very emotional. And she says that she's thinking of her grandfather and how he's the only person who loved and accepted her again until she fixes these issues with her mother. And I'm not talking about reconciling with her mother. That may never happen. Yeah. But until she fixes what she feels is broken inside of her from her mother, she's never going to be able to have a healthy relationship ever. Yeah. And that's them. So let's go on to more woo-woo shit with Mike and Jasmina and the medium. First, we're going to take a quick break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ah, Mike and Jasmina, the couple of all couples, the one that are truly in love, as we'll see, who will have plenty, plenty of kids. Yeah. So twins, even at some point they wake up <laughs> and they're in bed <laughs> and they're talking about things they're looking forward to. And apparently this trip includes a field day, which they will be organizing. Mm-hmm. And since they have no actual human chemistry, the producers have them draw t- topics out of a hat so they can mm-hmm. talk about things before the mm-hmm. camera starts rolling. Kind I of have like, a question. Yeah. Would you have rather lose field day and have this episode be half an hour shorter? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure we're on the same page. A million times. Okay. So at some point... Michael is like, yeah, I'm excited for that too. Cause you know, he says it in a monotone voice because mm-hmm. he, his acting didn't progress mm-hmm. past level one. No. Um, so this couple has no chance of surviving this experiment. As I've said, <laughs> they're simply going through the motions, but it just comes off as bad casting in a teleplay, you know, like they mm. aren't believable as props on a stage, let alone as actual human beings with chemistry. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, 
Michael clears his throat and admits he's concerned about this medium. And then we get suspenseful music kind of drip in and out of the scene, just setting the vibe like, ooh, medium. Mm -hmm. So prior to Jasmine and the producer setting up this medium appointment, Michael didn't even know what a medium was. But when Jasmina asks if he believes in stuff like that, he says he does. But what resonates with him is that he'll, he said that whatever resonates with, with him, he'll hold on to. And if something he doesn't like, you know, it'll fall off him. So basically, if I don't like the reading, then it's BS, as mm-hmm. we all tend to <laughs> behave. What are your thoughts on mediums? Well, I don't believe that she's one, but that's just me. (laughs) Remember, we thought last week that she was the ghost of the farmer's wife. Yeah, I was like, who the hell is this? She's like a corporate medium. Yeah, I don't don't like it. I'm not into it. Not into it. So Jasmina warns them, you need to be mentally prepared because the medium is no joke that a real medium would tell you things that only you would know something you may not be ready or mentally prepared to receive. So that's fair enough. So taking somebody who's had such dramatic, traumatic loss in their life to a medium is a really good idea. That's what I thought. I was like, um, Hmm. Do we really want to revisit all that shit? That's like kind of hard. Like, I don't, I don't even want to go to therapy about that. Not with him. I'd be like, it's too heavy. (laughs) So, but Jasmina tells producers that she's excited to meet the medium because she watches shows on stuff like that and believes in it. Oh my God. Do you think she watched the medium with Patricia Arquette? (laughs) Probably. That was probably one. And the horse whisperer, whatever that was. What's her name? Long Island medium. She probably watches that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I need. I need a production. I can't just have a regular basic Karen telling me, you know, right. this is your future. Right. I need to be smoke and mirrors, some Sylvia I Brown need shit. Beads. I need a headscarf. Mm-hmm. I need crazy nails. Oh, you need Miss Cleo, girl. Yes, you I need Miss Cleo. Cleo. R.I.P. Miss Cleo. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. She anyway, a bunch of people. <laughs> anyway, no, she did. <laughs> So to her credit, Jasmina does tell Michael that he doesn't have to do it just for her. Um, If this is something he doesn't want to do, he doesn't need to do it. So tense music plays as Jasmina and Michael go into this little cabin to speak with the medium. And Michael says he's open to anything that will help him or them as a couple. And I was like, okay, that's good. So Mm -hmm. the medium says she's all about helping people and starts reading Michael and says he's holding on to something for about three to five years and asks if something traumatic happened within that time frame. And he was like, yeah, five or six years old when his brother passed away. And she nods and says, there you go, three to five. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I have two two thoughts here. I think yeah. Michael, the kind soul that he is, was being generous because there's no way that he is foggy on what age he was when that very traumatic event happened. Exactly. So I so think he goes, was mm-hmm. six or seven. Uh, three to five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she asks, what happened? And he says, that his brother got shot. So she gets the chest and she said, it sends a blow to the chest. And then he asks them, there's a 13 year, 13 years. And he's like, yeah, oh, wow. There's a 13 year age difference. Hold up, hold up. And so she think, yeah, 13 year age difference. And the medium says, he says he's good. It took him a while to get there to the other side, but you know, mm-hmm. he's had some messages from him and that you've seen him in your dreams. And Michael says, yep, 
And then the medium says that he's connecting with you in that way. Jasmina is blown away. She's like, oh my God, this reading. She tells producers that it's mind blowing, that she was able to get all of this by reading the cast files. Like, how did she do it? <laughs> and we know the producers told her some exactly. of this. Come on. I just, I don't like how, I feel like it's exploitative of people in trauma and in pain. I don't yeah. like it. And Jasmina puts all her trust in her because she's like, you're totally on point. And then she starts getting anecdotal and the medium goes, anything to do with a prostate? And I was like, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> I'm this I'm just going to throw out the word prostate. <laughs> So yeah, it's Michael's dad's prostate, but they weren't so close. <laughs> but yeah, that's how he died from prostate cancer. So uh, there's yeah. a surprise guest we didn't expect. <laughs> prostate. prostate. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then the medium nods and her says, she says, oh yeah, that's what I just heard. That makes sense. And I'm thinking, yeah, the producers just fucking told you. <laughs> also, her name is Lauren. Guys, look, I apologize if somebody really believes in this stuff. I, I don't believe has- in her. I think it has its place. You know, like if you want to go a bunch of girlfriends, you go, you go to a medium, you take it in stride, you know what it is, fine. Mm. But where I have a problem is when, like I said, vulnerable people are kind of bamboozled. Is that a word? It is. Yeah. By these kinds of people. It bothers me. I don't know. Her name is Lauren. She is a blonde woman in a powder blue power suit. (laughs) so weird and i'm like where are her crystals where are her tea lights yeah i need her to look the part i need her to Mm -hmm. look crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then jasmina begins to worry that this reading may affect him because it involves losing his brother and his father and then the medium morin asks if there's a lot of boys in his family he says no girls and we all know he has a ton of sisters so lauren mm-hmm. who is quick on her feet is like i see boys lots of boys you're gonna have to lots of boys and i'm like how yeah you guys are gonna have 10 boys these two don't even hold hands there is no <laughs> wop in this marriage <laughs> michael's prostate may be making an appearance or michael's father's prostate may have made an appearance but wop did not so she predicts twins in a year and a half. And just Mina has always wanted twins. Definitely not with Michael. Not but it's cracked up to be, guys. <laughs> but if medium says it, then it shall be. Mm. Also, she says that Michael was in love with Jasmina at first sight. And he's like smiling and stuff. And I love how the medium is all like, he saw her and thought that this is the girl for me. So I see it. But you can say no, because, you know, she has to cover her bases, kind of like, yeah. yeah, you guys belong together, but you could always just, you know, not do this. Like, you know, the show is married at first sight. So mm-hmm. saying when you saw her, you fell in love with her. Uh, not, a, not a big reach. Exactly. Um, I would just like to draw your attention to, I don't know if you could see this, it's snowing outside my window. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was like 80 degrees in New York City. Yeah, it's snowing in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Well, ain't no party like a skirt and party because the Korean <laughs> part don't stop. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so she asks what else they want to know. And Jasmina says, with two weeks until decision day, and Lauren is like, you are supposed to be together. And she tells Michael, you're not going to find anyone else like her in a very long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Five years. Yeah, which is my secure ass <laughs> would read this as like, get real Leslie this is the best you could do (laughs) (laughs) and she says it's gonna take five years to find someone else that compares to Jasmina then in the same breath she tells Jasmina you're gonna say no and it'll be like a year and a half from now that you'll be with someone else but you will always regret you know ending this marriage (laughs) 
it's like what okay but she assures them that they have a beautiful relationship even though it's gonna take time to build on that and that their love is mutual but they haven't realized it yet mm-hmm. okay what what are All you right. saying yeah. a whole lot of nothing a lot i got from that yeah okay all right so then we have field day Mm-hmm. So Michael and Jasmina, fresh off the trauma of the media, <laughs> show up, and they're in shirts. His says the boss, and her says the real boss. Their t-shirt game is on point through they're the whole cute. episode, and it has shades. It was mm-hmm. cute. They arrange flip cup, dodgeball, and kickball. Just when I thought this episode couldn't get worse, it's like a now we have to watch party. So- you call this sports? This is like fret pressure. <laughs> So nothing great or important happens here, except Lindsay is being Lindsay. And she tells the camera when Mark is playing flip cup, it's like watching him try to eat a P word. I think is what she said. It, it, they blurted it out. Eat a pussy? And then she, really? Yeah. And then she goes, oh, like trying to find the clitoris. So I don't know what was going oh, on. Oh, okay. So yeah. Because okay. I didn't catch that. I was like trying to eat a little mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Now, this will not surprise you. Guess who's amazing at Flip Cup? He's probably amazing at everything. Because he's probably like a frat boy. But Steve. Steve is amazing at Flip Cup. He reminds me so much of, uh, take a shot, my husband. My husband is kind of like built like him and he's good at every sport, even though he doesn't play any. So we'll go into a bar and there'll be like foosball or something. And he just dominates the entire bar. Or guys, Amy has a wop for her whatever. husband. I do. The rock I do. star. I have it, Jasmina. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> but like Steve's just one of these guys. Like he's good at everything. So he's yeah, it's so annoying. God, mm-hmm. I want to like be with him and like ruin his self-esteem. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> and I want to cradle him and make him dinner. okay so later they play a game called most likely now we have new shirts on jasmine and michael which are a split avocado and one says better one says half which is very cute yeah nothing much here until we get to who is most likely to spend money on their partner so they all have a whiteboard Lindsay says herself and everybody else says random things and they're all laughing. It's all in fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they're throwing people under the bus. Noise most likely to get plastic surgery, blah, blah, blah. Like it's all in fun. And she even agreed. Yes. So Lindsay says herself and Mark says himself and she completely emasculates him in front of the entire group. You have like a joker laugh. Like, She's, like <laughs> She's laughing maniacally. And she says, is this some sort of joke? You spending money on me. Like, could you imagine what she would have done if he did that to her? Oh my God. She would have flipped out. She would have been done. She would have lost her mind. Lost her mind. Okay. Sorry. Next question is, who is most likely to be a stay-at-home mom? Noi says she is because she wants to raise her kids. Now, I love Noi. But that's not how you phrase it, honey. You're going to affect yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. So Lindsay, one of the only times I actually agree with her, says, are you saying working moms don't raise their kids? Yeah. And Lindsay gets all, but then she takes it too far, of course. Like she can't just let, because Noi's like, of course, I don't mean that. I just mean for me, this is what I want to do. And so Lindsay gets all up in their business and she's like, will Steve make enough money to support you? 
Then she tells the camera, oh, miss, I want to stay at home. I want to be a stay at home mom is married to a jobless husband. Good luck. Yeah, that was bitchy. Okay, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that you and I have talked about her trauma and clearly mm-hmm. she's a hurt person and we can see that and we have some grace for that. But like, fuck you. That's so mean. It's mean. And it's just rotten. I didn't like that at all. So next question, who's most likely to lie about sex? Mark and Lindsay say each other again. Mm -hmm. And Jasmina says, Mark, why do you say Lindsay? And Mark says, or no, Lindsay interjects here and says, yeah, because I'm telling him it's good. Oh my God. Dead silence. It's horrible. And she tells the camera, her husband is selfish in bed. Okay. Next question. Who's most likely to start a fight? All of them say Lindsay. Because it's true. Mm -hmm. Lindsay's like, why? Why? And she's like doing that Joker smile at Jasmina. And Jasmina says, well, I chose you because some of the things that you've said have started arguments. Mm -hmm. Steve jumps in with his high EQ and is trying to, you know, diffuse everything on this mine here. And he's like, oh, so that means she started the fight on the plane. Ha ha ha. Everybody's laughing. Right. So then Lindsay loses the game. And of course she gets extremely defensive and she's like, I don't, okay. I I wrote this verbatim in her voice because she gets very Southern at times. I don't give a fuck what y'all think of me. I go to bed at night with love in my soul and God in my heart. And I never followed a pack mentality. And that's why I'm rising to the top in life y'all. So take note. Um, (laughs) again, fuck you. Yeah. With God in my heart. Don't weaponize the Lord. <laughs> Do not weaponize the Lord on Christian day. On but also. Sun, Easter Sunday. But also <laughs> like you just basically fucking said these people are all losers. And they yeah. are better than them. Basically. Yeah. So she's still angry from that. And it is simmering. Simmering. So after the game, she's still hurt. She's still angry. Something happens off camera and we get Michael telling us, I don't know what happened, but I came back and the energy was different. Then they're in the kitchen and Mark is standing near some production people. And Lindsay comes in. She's like, oh, are you with production now? You just left me to go be part of the crew. You're going to hang out with the crew. And he's like, no, I walked away because of what you said. And Lindsay's like, I'm done. I'm done. Michael tells the camera again. I left for two minutes, blah, blah, blah. And he says, this is on brand with them. Like they're up, Mm -hmm. down, up, down. He's sitting with Mark and Mark tells him they were building a fire. And Lindsay brought up the fact that Mark used her kerosene (laughs) and that it was a boundary. He didn't, he didn't, it was a boundary and he didn't respect it. The woman who gives wet willies while driving, who repeatedly touches and grabs at someone who says, don't touch me, don't grab at me. Okay. The woman who told an entire television audience that he has small balls Mm -hmm. and a small income. So she grabbed his arm and he told her not to. And now we see Lindsay like trying to escape, but always like talking her down. Did he catch that? Yeah, I saw that. He's like, no, go upstairs, go upstairs, go upstairs. He's like the, the... O has become the Lindsay whisperer. Yeah. It's really weird. Michael says, <laughs> poor Michael. Michael says, clearly, like, because Michael, I feel like Steve has the most emotional IQ. 
And then probably Lajuan because he's pretty good with that stuff. Then Michael and then Mark. Mm-hmm. So he's saying to like Mark, Michael saying to Mark, you know, the kerosene's probably not the issue here. <laughs> ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And I'm screaming like, it's the game. She's pissed off about the game. Yeah. Ugh. And then he kind of piled up on her rather than standing up for her. And it's not even that she's pissed off. She's defensive because mm-hmm. she's hurt by it. That's what it is. Oh, now we see them in bed and Lindsay's crying. She says she was talking to O and she starts blabbering about what she wanted and grieving that loss. And I could you follow what she was saying? I had no idea what she was talking. About. I didn't either, but I did kind of a loose interpretation. So here's okay. what I think she was saying. I think she's saying that she's stuck with this piece of shit mark and has to grieve the fact that she didn't get what she wanted. Mm. That's what I think she's talking about. And Mark tells the camera, I have no clue what she's saying. I'm just like, okay, go to bed. I think she's super drunk at this Mm -hmm. point. And I think her sickness is something is involved there with the drunkness. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So they start fighting in bed. And she tells Mark, since I've known you, your life has been falling apart. He finally gets in her face and says, you know, that's really offensive. Like, mm-hmm. don't say shit like this to me. I don't say it to you about things that are going wrong in your life. Like, I'm not like, now I'm going on. This is Amy ad-libbing. I'm not like, um, you have a fucked up relationship with your mother. How about fixing that? But it's yeah. true. Mark never says those things to her. Yeah. So the next morning, Lindsay wakes up and she's suddenly sick and has to go to an urgent care. And she's thankful that Mark is taking care of this. And she apologizes to him and admits he was hurt. Mark doesn't give a fuck. He's like, let me just take you to the hospital where hopefully they'll put you in a coma for the next two weeks. And I won't have to see you again until decision day. Yeah. All right. Then we have a group final dinner. Jasmina's cooking. Michael's the supervisor. They all sit down together. Uh, Mark and Lindsay are gone. They're at the hospital or the urgent care, whatever. Uh, the, the remaining couples talk about how nice the weekend was. Michael says he really appreciates being with everyone at this time. And you know what? I was thinking about Leslie. What? Alyssa is probably home shooting real gun bullets at her television because this is what she wanted. Yeah. You wanted to be part of all this shit. Yeah. Part of all the drama, being on the trips. Oh, yeah. Being a confidant. Mm -hmm. Yep. She wanted all of this. So Noi is saying that she and Steve still need to work on their trust, but that will come with time. O says... He and Katina have been having some hard conversations, but it's making them stronger. And then he says, there's possibly love there. Do you think he loves her? I think he doesn't want to admit he does, but he does. I think so too. I think they might be, well, I've said this before. I think they might say yes on decision day, genuinely. Mm -hmm. But I think Mark and Lindsay will too, because they're dumb. Like they're just so stupid. (laughs) They're going to say yes and continue this nightmare. Mike and Jazz uh, get super vulnerable talking about the medium. He says she was so kind and supportive about the medium. Jasmina starts to cry and they hold hands. And I wrote, it's very sweet. And then I wrote, Lindsay gets some fluids in her and survives. Okay. (laughs) So now we're on the way home and Steve and Noy have a conversation about moving in together after decision day. This conversation hit me right in the feels. Because not only did we finally crack Noi open a little bit and get some mm-hmm. emotion, 
but oh I could relate to this so much yeah she says that um after a bad breakup she managed to work hard and get her own studio and it was the first time in her life that she ever did anything for herself and ever lived on her own and she starts crying and she says you know this isn't about you it's just a big life change for me And she tells the camera there's a part of her that wants to hold on to that studio. It's her safe space. And in case something doesn't work out and she's she tells the camera, I know this is a fear based decision. Yeah. But she says it took her a lot to get there and she's scared and she's like crying. Yeah, I can relate to this. Like when I got divorced, got my own apartment was the first time I ever lived on my own. First thing I ever did for myself. I get it. Um. So then Steve says, I thought he responded well in this moment. He says, look, if you need to take some time and be proud of your accomplishments and honor that part of your life, that's a good thing. But then he tells the camera, which again, we don't know if he said this six weeks ago, the editing, you know, Mm -hmm. he tells the camera, I'm nervous. She doesn't want to be married. So that's it. So now we get some next on. Next time on, with less than two weeks before decision day, the couples are forced to show their spouses their roots, where they came from, their childhood home or neighborhood tour, you know, all the traumas. (laughs) Cut to Dr. Pepper asking Jasmina, why no kissing and touching? And Jasmina saying, I don't have the urge. Michael tells producers, it's hard to hear that coming from someone you want to be with in a, re- <laughs> in a relationship with. Cut to Steve telling Noi, if they can't live together, he doesn't think this could work. Lindsay is on lamp telling Dr. Pepper, you don't want to care? I don't want to care more, as Dr. Pepper <laughs> stirs her drink. So she proclaims, I'm not going to let you hurt me. That's it. The wall's up. You're out. And Mark the shark looks like he wants to shoot himself in the head. He's just like, <laughs> oh my God, why am I still here? Keep all firearms away from Mark the shark right now. Please. <laughs> then we see Katina Nolajuan and Katina says, it could be draining person- personally. Only for O to ask his wife to shut up for a second. He says, can you, can you just shut up for a second? Cut to, oh, emotional, bloodshot eyes, tears, and a producer asking him if he thinks she should say no, and he exhales credits. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Wow, that was a nice dramatic reading of this next time on. You just got yourself a new job, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Wow. Um, how are you feeling at this point about Noy and Steve? You know, that moment in the car where she talked about wanting to hold on to her studio and the reasons for it made me feel for her. And I was like, okay, so I get it. Mm-hmm. And there is still some growing up for her to do because her having that knee-jerk reaction of like posting passive aggressive shit on the internet, it's very telling of where she feels insecure about this relationship. She's not getting what she wants for him. She's mm-hmm. not secure financially. That's like a big thing for her. And so it made me feel for her, but I don't know if they're going to make it because it's just, she's so like stuck in her ways and he doesn't want to work. And that's like her biggest like deal breaker. Well, if she doesn't want him, there'll be plenty of DMs for him to choose from. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And not just from evil women like me, from like actual genuine caring women. Yes. Yes, I agree. All right. So anything else before we round out? We we talked about where we think the couples are at this point. 
Uh, oh, we could do winners and losers. So my winner for this episode would be, I'm going to say, I think my winner for this episode is going to be Noi. Because I do think that she mm-hmm. genuinely opened up in a way that we have not seen before. So I'm going to say she's my winner. Mm-hmm. Loser is always Mark the Shark. Oh, yeah. On the receiving end of that bullshit. So you tell us who you're thinking. Well, I like that Jasmina was conscious enough about telling Michael, like, you don't have to do this, yeah. but if you want. So I do appreciate that part of her because she does know his trauma and that this could have been a very touchy thing. And it kind of seems like this was all producer arranged anyway. So she mm-hmm. was being like, you don't really have to do this for me if you don't want to. So I like that about her. Lindsay is always the loser because she's just <laughs> fucking off the handle. All right. Um, so next week... Like we said, they're going back to going back to Cali, gonna gonna show us where they grew up and what's going on there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Bo Bridges. <laughs> um, who else do we have? Oh, <gasps> will we see Sriracha? Maybe. <laughs> Always very excited. All right, guys. So if you haven't already, subscribe, share, like the show. It really helps. Um, we do have an email address now. You can email us. And you can find everything at sixdegreesofrealitytv.com. You also follow us on Instagram. I mean, we're on Facebook, but we don't do much. And also we know what bid means. We have a lot of lovely (gasps) listeners who are therapists who explain this to us. Yes. First of all, you're smart if you're a therapist. Why are you listening to us? (laughs) Right. Right. I'm judging that degree now, but Mm -hmm. um, okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I had never heard that term before, but several of you reached out. Thank you so much. So I'm guessing a bid is used a lot in therapy. It's when one Mm -hmm. partner extends sort of an olive branch to another. So got it. Got it. We always welcome clarification. (laughs) Bring it in. Bring it up. We don't know what we're talking about. We have like art degrees. Yes. Yes. I'm a poet for Christ's sake. Like, come on. Come on. All right. So Leslie, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, you can find me on the gram and the socials at Sinister Girls. Thank you for listening. I I have seen an uptake, an uptick in listeners. And I think it has to do to you, lovely people. You know, 13 of you. Thank you. So hey, 13 listeners is 13 listeners. We have a lot of like big guests coming up in May. So I'm excited about that. I can't say because I don't want it to fall through because I had okay. this whole big band signed up and then I had Hanson booked and then they Ugh. couldn't make it work and so my heart was broken so you no know yeah. I am on standby to participate in the Bon Jovi interview should it ever happen I don't think that would happen though I don't know any of his people okay all right but if it should ever happen <laughs> I'm there but yeah, so we have that going on. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not doing much. Um, I'm going to start going to shows again. Cool. And so you'll be seeing like pictures of me, like hanging out with bands or stalking them or whatever, you know, hey, the whatever, stuff. whatever. And I, as usual, met Gen X. This is why. Oh, my God. We had one of our listeners held up, uh, sent a picture of them reading my book. So they're reading Fat Girl Skinny, which I was really excited about. Oh, that's so that cool. cool. Our listeners could read? Oh, Not only can they read, they could probably read better than me. Probably and, better uh, than me. <laughs> and we appreciate them. So uh, I'm at genxthisiswhy.com and we're covering Little House on the Prairie over there. So head on over if you like 80 stuff, 70 stuff. Did you ever cover Howard the Duck? Oh, yes, we did. 
Oh, I need yes, to find that can. episode it because worse than you remember. Oh, I tried rewatching it as an mm-hmm. adult because I loved it as a child. It's super um, sexual and weird. And there's a scene where, yep, there's a scene where these two thugs who look like Tears for Fears are beating up Leah Thompson in an alley. So I love Leah Thompson mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I got to meet her in 90s con and she's so lovely. Yep. And like the autograph that I got, like it was a Howard the Duck picture and she's oh like best of duck. Oh <laughs> she signed boy. it, Leah Thompson. Oh boy. She's, she's awesome. Like she's okay. amazing. If you ever get to meet her, she's an amazing human being. Like she does so much charity work and she's just. Well, we have a Patreon and we just did like, if Howard the duck is at one end of the scale, mm-hmm. we just did stand by me, which was amazing. Yeah, that's different. Love that. Oh, did you just see there was like a recent article about Will Wheaton and Jerry uh, O'Connell? Jerry O'Connell. And I was just like, oh my God, that was so sad. Yeah, I guess Will Wheaton had suffered some childhood trauma and abuse Mm -hmm. in his home life, not on the set. And Jerry O'Connell apologized to him as an adult and said, you know, I should have known better. Will was like, dude, you were 13. Don't worry about it. You were a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But it was a really sweet moment. but it was a good movie. You know, we enjoyed it a lot. And uh, so we're doing stuff like that over there. So head over to genxthisisy.com or just look for us on, uh, on any app. We're there. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next Sunday, right? I, I think yeah. Sunday is going to be our sweet spot. Sundays. Can you say Sundays? Sundays. All right. Slundays. So we'll see you next Sunday. One day. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.